Hello and welcome to another episode of Shades of Us, The Review. I am Ramat. There are many coming-of-age movies about black people growing up in the hood and doing better for themselves. Sometimes, better means leaving the hood, getting a windfall in the lottery, winning that spelling bee competition, or just plain old blackmailing your way into success. In today's review, I look at a movie that has one of these themes, and though a film strictly for adults, it is a must-watch for everyone. Just make sure you are over 18 and you have to see this film. I'm talking about none other than Dope. Hey. You go to high school in Inglewood. You think you're going to get into Harvard? I'm from a poor, crime-filled neighborhood, raised by a single mother, don't know my dad, blah, blah. It's cliche. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Malcolm Adekambi. I'm a straight A student with nearly perfect SAT scores. You probably got like one of them photogenic brains. <laughs> you mean photographic memory? What'd I just say? I mean, yeah, you, you said it. Yeah, just reiterating. I play in a punk band with my friends, and I'm a 90s hip hop geek. You gonna say something or just stare at me? A bad day for most geeks would be being the butt of jokes. Some brother really needs to invent an app like Ways to avoid all these hood traps. It is time we started expanding our horizons. We're not going to a drug dealer's birthday party. But when you live in the bottoms... Well, I'll go if you go. Okay! A bad day could look like this. We were dancing, man. <laughs> man, if I let this lie, we got what they call a slippery slope. You know what a slippery slope is? Do a guy anything to do with skiing? Shut your ass down! Okay, so let's talk about the film a bit. The very first time I watched it was in 2016, a couple of months after it had been released. And I really, really loved the film. I was like, wow, this film is just out of this world. It's good i kind of love the central theme the central storyline and everything about the film and i was like you know what this is one of the kind of movies i could get behind and i watched it a second time and i was like wow it was lyrical it had the right punches and all of that and then i watched it a third time and i realized i was in love the movie was well shot and i appreciate it so um let's look at some of the facts about the film yeah Dope is a 2015 American comedy drama coming of age film written and directed by Rick Famuyoa and produced by Forrest Whitaker and Nina Yang Bonjovi. It stars Shamik Moore, Tony Revolori, Casey Clemens, Blake Anderson, Zoe Kravitz, Asa Brocky, and Chanel Iman. The film was also executively produced by Pharrell Williams and co produced by Sean Diddy Combs. The film premiered at the 2015 Sundance Film Festival on January 24, 2015 in Park City, Utah. And the film generally received good response and it started out with a budget of $7 million and made $18 million in the box office. The music was done by German Franco and the cinematography was done by Rachel Morrison. Lee Hogan edited the film and then um, significant productions, I Am Order and Revolt Films were the production companies. It was distributed by Open Road Films and its running time is 103 minutes. Now other people who starred in the film were Kimberly Ellis as Lisa Hayes, Keith Stanfield, um, Rick Fox. Oh my god, I love me some Rick Fox. He is a fireman. <laughs> okay, 
yeah i'm gonna move on uh we had i mean joseph we had tiger you know tiger he starred as deandre we had roger gunver smith um deandre bonds who was stacy in the film and surprisingly in the wood that was shot in 1998 or thereabout he also starred as stacy in the film and i loved the fact that um riku famuyiwa did a connection between an old hood film and a new hood film with the same storyline it was a connection that he was the very same person in that uh there were other people quincy brown cap g vince staples and uh cassie veggies off of um dom's crew and then there was forrest whitaker as the narrator you know when you have forrest whitaker on something it's bound to be fantastic the soundtrack of the film dope was released by i am authored entertainment and columbia records on june 16 2015 and the soundtrack features songs from nas public enemy a tribe called quest naughty by nature and a host of others and it begins to show you how much of a hip-hop head that um rick famu you are is to have all of those kind of music in the film it was you know strictly black neighborhood black people doing you know black stuff so it was the kind of music that you expect to hear in the film now dope received positive reviews from critics um on rotten tomatoes the film had a rating of 89 percent. that is strong finished really strong yeah and um on metacritics the film had a score of 72 out of 100 and according to cinema score audiences gave the film an a grade that's um how good the film was for you know people critics and the likes now here's a little trivia about the film rakim myers who's i wanted to say whose real name then i realized that actually that's his real name that's his government name he goes by the name asap rocky really fine man asap <laughs> rocky auditioned and was cast in the movie as dom after helping his then girlfriend chanel iman run her lines so basically, he helped her on her lines, and then he was like, you know, I could fit into this film, and he auditioned and got him, and he did. Okay, I'm not going to talk about that yet. I'll talk about that in the end. Another trivia about the film is that it was the first movie to accept bitcoins for ticket purchases at over 900 theaters in the USA, and it was something that was talked about in the film, the use of bitcoins and all of that, and it was part of the film's plot. And so the last trivia I will be looking at about Dope was the fact that most of the original music used in the film was produced by award-winning producer Pharrell Williams. I mean, all even all the old guys that I mentioned, the soundtrack and the legs, were produced. A lot of them were produced by Pharrell. Pharrell is an old head. And we call him the vampire because he doesn't seem to look old uh, in any way. And he did fantastically well with uh, the film. So here are certain goofs that were off of the film. There were a couple of continuity goofs. There were some technical goofs. But the one that stood out for me the most <laughs> was the fact that um, there was this particular scene where, where the camera was focused on Malcolm talking to Lily in the hallway of her father's house and the cinematographer is reflected in a framed picture on the wall if you have seen the film i want you to see it again and see if you can find that particular goof in the film and if you haven't while you're watching it try and see if you can find that it's really interesting to see stuff like that so that was one of those goofs that was in the film so let's talk about the film proper yeah um the storyline is that there's this high school senior malcolm adekombi um who is nigerian and um it, it follows through to rick famuyiwa's nigerian ancestry and um you know so i think he, he put a bit of himself a bit of his culture into the film 
So, um, high school senior Malcolm Adikombi, uh, who was played by Shamik Moore, and his friends Jib, Tony Revolori, and Diggy uh, Casey Clemons uh, bond over 90s hip-hop culture, their studies, and play music in their own punk band. A chance encounter with a drug dealer named Dom lands Malcolm and company at the dealer's nightclub birthday party, and then the scene turns violent, they flee, with the ecstasy that Dom had secretly hidden in Malcolm's backpack and then a wild adventure ensued as the young guys, the kids, were trying to get away from, you know, the police, armed thugs, people, everyone who wanted the stash. So that is basically the entire storyline and plot of the film. So here are some of my favorite things about the film. The location is fantastic. Inglewood, almost every black film has, you know, there's this touch of Inglewood. It's like the core hood hood kind of neighborhood. And everybody wants to give a story out of Inglewood. I loved the fact that the neighborhood looked ratchet. It looked bad because for the most part we all think especially those of us who live in africa and who have been painted a picture of america as this really fantastic country we always think that um america is so it's so beautiful all through is is new york beautiful is um california beautiful it's it's madison avenue beautiful no there are neighborhoods that are as poor as our communities they don't often show it but then these are realities in many of these communities in the united states of america and i love the location very well the costume was fantastic it was hip-hop real hip-hop everyone dressed you know in the hip-hop e feel you know and um even though malcolm and his friends were into the 90s hip-hop and dressed like that it was on point you could tell that these people were even the hair malcolm's hair was like what <laughs> so you could actually tell that these were people who had hip-hop feel and the costume was just down to the t the sneaks the 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 trousers, the sagging pants, the do-rags, everything about the costume was fantastically done. The cinematography was wow. I mean, Rachel, girl, what was that? You know, it was it was good. It was great. It was, it was something that you, you could appreciate. The coloring, the beauty, the fire. Well, I don't know if fire is the right term, but you know, the feel on the eyes is something that was really good about the cinematography. Moving on, uh, Malcolm's 90s hip-hop fad. I mean, they went down, down to the cassettes, the cassette players, his hair, his slang, his clothes. I loved all of that because it was true. Anyone who was born in the 90s, who was a hip-hop head, would know that these were the things that hip-hop people did. These were the, the things that hip-hop people used. You know, even the cassette, the small Walkman or something. It's crazy. I mean, down to that, it was fantastic. I, I loved the posters in his bedroom you know showing all the hip-hop heads and all the likes i mean they did really good work they, they did their research that's what i'm saying i have to say they did their research and they did they put those things well in the way that was visually appealing now so moving on from the things i like to my favorite scenes in uh the film one of them is <laughs> almost at the beginning where um diggy's grandma takes her to church and tries to pray the gay away oh did i mention that diggy was a lesbian although from the way she dresses you might not have noticed she's a girl Save the Lord. every sunday her grandmother asked the church to lay their hands on her in order to pray away the gay 
also yeah i didn't tell you that diggy is, is a lesbian in the film and she you know she likes girls and she dressed almost entirely like a boy you hardly would know she was a girl from the very get-go if you were not told that she was a girl and i loved i love that about her because i connected to diggy a lot because i growing up i was so 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 what everyone calls a tomboy but what i call being myself yeah so um i loved to wear those baggy trousers baggy toes hide everything basically and um be that hip-hop head and all of that i loved i really connected to diggy as a character and i loved that line but then it always surprises me that people think that they can pray homosexual feelings away it is ludicrous uh does this ever work for those who have, who do this who constantly think that you need to pray it away does it ever work does it ever stop people from having homosexual feelings i just think that people are people and whilst the choice to be gay is just that for many for others it's purely how they are wired you know they have no choice in the matter as, even though i i say that with a pinch of salt yeah but i mean for the most part there isn't much anybody can do about someone's sexual orientation i think praying it away is ugh, i don't know if it works you know if it works tell me yeah um another scene i loved from the film is um when forest whitaker was narrating and he said um Malcolm and his friends were doing shit like being different, basically being different from what other black kids were doing. Malcolm, Jib, and Diggy don't play sports and they aren't in a gang. They're always getting ridiculed by their peers because they're into white shit. Like skateboards, manga comics, Donald Glover, and for listening to white shit like trash talk, TV on the radio, and for doing white shit like getting good grades and applying to college. I mean, that line was funny, getting straight A's, but especially funny was the fact that they said, um, liking Donald Glover, come on, Donald Glover, Donald Glover is fantastic, beautiful man, his music is beautiful, he's, you know, the writer and director of Atlanta, uh, he won his first Emmys uh, recently, I just concluded Emmys, and you know, pfft. I mean, Donald Glover is as black as it gets. I mean, <laughs> but then that was that was really funny to me. Now, uh, my third favorite scene from the film has to be when Malcolm met um, Dom and then they discussed 90s hip hop, basically defining the 90s hip hop as the golden age of hip hop. Yo, man, I'll be seeing you and your little friends with y'all flat tops and MC Hammer pants. Riding around and shit, looking like y'all came out of the DeLorean or some shit. Fuck is up with that shit anyway? You know, the, the 90s, it's like the golden age of hip-hop. Everything from takes a nation of millions to the blueprint was killing it. Guess me and my friends just wish we grew up back then. It takes a nation came out in 88. Blueprint came out 2001. What the fuck are you talking about right now? Technically, um... But you know, the spirit of the music was definitely still 90s. I mean, Takes a Nation, uh, Straight out of Compton, Paid in Fools ahead of their time. Then you got Snoop, Biggie, Wu-Tang. They took the game to the next level. Blueprint was kind of like the punctuation mark. Let's not forget, the 90s also gave us Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer, and we can't forget about the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Everything in the, in the 90s wasn't great, but uh, oh, shit. Man, you gotta admit, Summertime was a classic. I mean, I agree with that era being the 90s, even though technically it's not. But the way Malcolm defined it was just perfectly done because I believe that was an era. Hip-hop 
it was it was powerful and you could you could tell that rick famuyua is a hip-hop head remember he wrote and directed the film so he actually put all of these lines and i feel it's a reflection of his personality he's such a hip-hop head now to the things i don't like about the film oh my god um drunk chanel iman She was crazy. I was like, oh my god. Oh no, man. And then, I mean, she was just everywhere. And then she was naked. I'm not averse to nudity in films. But, you know, literally from the moment she walks into the scene, comes into the film, it's all about her sexuality. And instantly, you know, she's showing off her breasts. She's taking off her um, um, robe. She's naked. She's... And I felt like she was just sexualized. She is a hot girl. She is beautiful. She's the model. She's, she's wow. I mean, everybody who sees her would be like, ugh. But I mean, she was overly sexualized. That's why I didn't like her naked. I, I expected to have Chanel do something different, completely different from what I was expected. And I felt like she just, they actually just played her to the gallery, you know, and she was naked and all of that. And I didn't like it. I wanted her to do something different from what everyone would have expected. But she has a hot body. So maybe it was important that they showed it off or something. But I, it, it just, it was messed up for me. And then there was Chanel Iman peeing in public. Now, that's not Chanel. I'm looking, I'm looking at the character right now. Peeing in public. And that's what happens when you use drugs, yo. You go crazy. It reminds me of some guy I saw who was sniffing the gutters recently and i was like what the hell man dude was high as f and i was like Shit. that was nasty so when you use drugs you tend to do really nasty stuff like being public i didn't like the scene but it, it, it had this message <laughs> and then um the film showed kids getting drunk almost in the beginning um when malcolm and his friends at dom's party were getting so drunk so 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 crazy drunk and it was weird i was like no kids shouldn't be drinking this that's why i insist that this is this film has to be an 18 plus film because you're able to understand that the story was necessary to be told yeah um, young people wouldn't understand that and yet because they're impressionable they'll think it's okay to drink and then it's also portrayed kids using drugs oh my oh my word man ah rick famuyua okay <sighs> uh but I'm, I'm gonna come back to that in a bit yeah and then um the least favorite thing was allowing a white guy say the word nigger okay okay all right wait because this is ridiculous man why the fuck after all these years you can call me n-word and i can't say it <laughs> yo look we already went over this I'll have to slap the shit out of you again. I don't want to do that. <laughs> See, that's not even right. I mean, like, really, you know I'm not the one, all right? This is all love here. Look, let's, let's get back. Hey, you asked me to do something for you, I'm like, what? I'm down. I don't give a fuck. Because you're my people, all right? You're my And this is where I would insert that word. It's nothing personal. You still my nigga, but I got to slap the shit out of you based on principle. Let's get oh. back to what's going on. No, 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 no. What, principle? Okay, you want to talk principle. What about Jib here, man? This dude is African American. He's like Nigga. fucking Latino, Moroccan or some shit. I don't know. Going. Technically, he shouldn't be able to say the word. Why can you okay, use it? Okay, because I'm 14% African. Fourteen? That doesn't. Shit, I'm probably 14%. I am 14% African. Ancestry.com. Look, we don't give a fuck. For real? Just say the damn word, okay? 
it doesn't matter. It's cool, right? I don't give a shit. I give a fuck. Don't say that shit. I will slap the shit out of you. No, no, no. No, you won't because you have been outvoted by your peers. I'm George W. Bush. I don't give a fuck what the vote says. What the fuck? Let him say it. <sighs> All right, you can say it. Thank you. And I appreciate that. I really do. I like a nigga was saying. Yeah, I know that that clip was a long clip, but I needed you to understand the build-up from the point where the white guy asked about calling black people nigger to the point where it actually happened. It was important that you understood it and realized how much I really hated that scene. It was well done, but um, it's, it's a problem because a whole lot of white people think it is okay to call black people nigger. And it, yes, people say if black people call themselves nigger, um, white people should be able to do it. But then white people lost that right the moment they decided that it was their point of duty to buy black people, own black people, keep them as slaves, walk them tirelessly, feed them poorly, run them over, kill them, abuse them, and continually do so for centuries. For centuries. So, no, 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 no. Don't call black people nigger if you're white. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. But I like the fact that the white was slapped off his face when he said that nigger. Even though he was allowed to say it, the black people say, oh, you can say it. And I love the fact that Diggy always slapped him if he said nigger. Don't do it, man. And P.S. Morgan, we see you. And you better not be going to any black neighborhood because seriously, they will not only slap the white off your face, they, they might just take your face off. So stay in your lane, yeah? Um, yeah, anyone who's been following the news will understand that that um, reference. Anyway, I think the entire concept of white people wanting to call black people nigger is something that cannot be exhausted on this show. Something that needs to be talked about on probably another show for an hour, two hours, or hundred years, or thereabouts, and stuff like that. However, long story short, dear white people, do not say the word nigger. Oh, speaking of dear white people, maybe that's the next film I should review if I don't get a re review request. <sighs> I think Dope is one of those films that addresses some of the major issues black people have to deal with in their various communities. Am I happy that it portrays black people, kids even, drinking, smoking weed, selling dope and whatnot? No. But that's the reality of many of these black kids. Even when they want to be different, the system sometimes forces their hand. Like the kid that was shot just because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, so the system usually just forces their hand. And even if you look at Malcolm, he wanted to be clean. But Dom got him involved in drug abuse, drinking, you know, wild partying and all of that anyway. And even though he's a straight A student with all the necessary knowledge, Harvard wouldn't have considered him because he's a black kid from one of the inner cities. So these were the stories that needed to be told. Yes, it's comedy. Yes, there's the craziness. Yes, you know, it's fun and all of that. And there's the part of the drama and all of that. But Rick Famuyiwa addresses major issues with this film and the need for Malcolm to blackmail him his way um into Harvard. It, it was it was fantastically done I think in my view. And Rick Famuyiwa told the story that needed to be told. And I love the fact that he teased sex a lot. Like literally almost everywhere in your scene he teased sex a lot. But no one had sex in the film. Well discounting masturbation by Malcolm. He, <laughs> 
like i said you have to be 18 and over to watch this film and um acting from everyone was fantastic i really must say that i'm impressed with asap rocky's acting i love it when you know hip-hop artists are able to transition into acting and do well and asap rocky did it well almost like dude you were born to act yeah and he is one bonus man. <laughs> so I really loved the entire film. And I'm going to rate it a 9 out of 10 for the film. Why am I not giving it a 10 over 10? Because like I said in the previous episode of Shades of Us, the review, nothing gets a 10 over 10. Everything can always be better done. So Rick Famuyua, you did a wonderful work on this one. But that's my opinion. What do you think about Dope? Have you seen the film? Do you like the film? Do you hate the film? Do you think it was racist? Whatever, you know, tell me what you think about the film in the comment section. Let's get to discuss this film, y'all. Let's get to talk about it. Let's get to share ideas and rub minds off each other. I've come to the end of the show. Remember that you can select the movie for next week and we would review it for you. That's about it right now on the show. Please listen to the end of the podcast to find out ways to contact us. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1pm on our various platforms because we are on many of them. Yeah. So if you listen, you're going to find out all of them. That's all from me today. It's hugs and kisses from Ramat. Bye. That's a wrap on today's podcast. If you like us, then like us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Afrique. Drop us a comment or tweet at us about any songs or movies you think would make for a great review. You could email Shades of Us Africa at gmail.com or text to plus 234-905-912-7552. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. <laughs>